0: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club, with Bryce and Michael.
1: I know a ghost story or two. (laughs) Let's do this.
2: Hell yeah.
3: (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Coming in hot.
4: Woo! (laughs) Welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, episode 38, the podcast where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and tell tales of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our trusty producer, Riley Bray, and Nova the Superdog, who is currently climbing into our guest's lap. <laughs> oh boy, is going to get mad. He's not allowed on the couch, but we, our guest today is not only a huge uh, animal lover mm-hmm. and, and puppy advocate, mm-hmm. um, she is a very successful and talented actress who has starred on shows like Psych in the game, The Ranch, Two and a Half Men, the list goes on and on. Honestly, wow. I don't think I know anyone who works as consistently Sorry. as you do. It's insane. Um, this fall, you can see her on season three, correct, mm-hmm. of Lethal Weapon. Welcome to the show, Maggie Lawson. Yay. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Did <laughs> you know you were going
3: to be here uh, D- two well, weeks ago?
1: No. I mean, no. <laughs>
3: well, she's here. Well, of course I'm here now. Does anyone know they're going to be anywhere? Anywhere. I no. Sure. I never really? know.
1: No,
4: no, I know. Uh, it's it, Maggie and I recently got back in touch because we both had the shared trauma experience of <laughs> watching <laughs> Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom in the Cinerama Dome. Mm. You were sitting three <laughs> rows behind yes. me, I was sitting by myself, which was sad enough it, as it, it is. It
1: was the saddest part was walking into the bar next door and you were having a drink by yourself before <laughs> Jurassic oh, that's World. That's just the way I and roll. Then, no, yeah. I love that too. I do that too, but it was very funny because it was like, What are you seeing? It was like, uh, Jurassic World I believe
3: that's called an artist's date it's called yeah (laughs) I take myself
4: out for a little bachelor date every now and then that's right I uh yeah I think I had recently become single and then I was also like fuck it I'm just gonna go see I didn't want to go see the movie with anyone because I knew I probably would not like it right and I didn't want to bring the party down um i didn't like it but of course <laughs> like the lesson that i refuse to learn is if i know i'm not going to like something don't go see you know because i'm just like but it's still drastic. But was there Park? just like a little right.
1: hope exactly there was like some yeah. hope there that like it might be it oh, might boy. blow your mind or surprise you
4: instead it, didn't, it was they made that t-rex look like an idiot <laughs> right oh boy it was a bummer but then we got back we in touch good
1: laugh yeah and then uh yeah,
4: we've we met uh Maggie and I met years ago in Vancouver when I was working on a TV show called Saved. Oh cool. You're that was like a decade Anna-
1: ago. Sh- what? I know because yeah.
4: I've only been in like three jobs since. and No, it's not a competition. Uh, but <laughs> you were filming season one of Psych yeah. during that time, and so you were doing
1: Saved, and were we all stay. I feel like we were all ended up in that Gerard bar yeah, all the time in the Vancouver. Gerard
4: Butler. Yes, uh, Memorial Bar. Memorial <laughs> bar. <laughs> it's a
1: very dirty bar in, in, in Vancouver. In su- you were just in, in
4: Vancouver, sun weren't sunlight. you? Yeah, were you staying at the Sutton? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the Sutton. Describe what the Sutton is for people who are not in the uh, Hollywood. Well, the Sutton's business. like the
3: the go to hotel for like uh, entertainment professionals who come to Vancouver to film or do any of that stuff. And I remember one time I was up there, and I think our line producer, he was like, "I've lived here seven years." <laughs> he was like, "I think doing MacGyver for the whole season, uh, he stayed at the Sutton, so he literally like that was his home." Um, he lived in the he Sutton? lived in the Sutton in the same you know hotel room and for pretty much the entire run of the season.
1: I I get that because they really do know how to like they take very good care they of the, yeah the film people who come up and yeah but they it know is...
4: they know who the, they know what
3: they're they're doing there yeah they know yeah. that they're like a yes. hotel for for FPs so it's nice. I love <laughs> but... to get pampered like that too. That's probably the. One of the perks. Yeah, so a little
4: tip if you're visiting Vancouver, go check out the Girard Lounge anytime between 5 p.m. and midnight. Mm. And right. you will see famous people yeah. just hanging out.
1: They redid, you know, they redid that whole bar restaurant. Oh, area. they did? I know this is very exciting. But yes, it, but they kept the Girard exactly really? as oh, it God, was. It's so
4: great. It's, it's so great. like a sportsman's lodge.
1: Yes, 100 mm. <laughs> percent It's very I call it the Sutton place. Yeah, so, the Sutton place. Yeah. Yes. Awesome.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, illicit hookups that take place. <laughs> really? Where did you did you end up living uh like where would you what area in Vancouver did you live?
1: Mostly around there. Um I ended up staying so I stayed at the Sutton one season. Ah. Um I feel like every furnished residence place up there kind of catering to the film like I stayed in all of them. Um, and the Sutton really does they get it right. They
4: get it right. I don't though. even know what
1: that means, but they get it
4: right. <laughs> I now I want this to be
1: this <laughs> random hotel in Vancouver
4: be our spot, first official sponsor. That'd be great. Yeah, for
1: sure.
3: Welcome podcast up there.
4: How was your uh, trip? We missed you last week, Bryce. How was your? Uh, you were filming. What were you filming? Up oh there? yeah,
3: I guess I'm, we're officially back, right? Because yeah. we did a uh, movie night. Uh, Mike Riley and I. That'll a be up ago. Uh,
4: on Friday if you're listening. Yeah, to Which this. was awesome. So on yeah, no, Patreon. I'm officially
3: back, and I, I really missed you guys, and I especially missed. Uh that super fantastic guest, Joe Manganello and Manganello Manganello. I guess yeah. I would have learned that if I was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I was up there filming uh, an episode of The Good Doctor, and I had a great time and uh and yeah, it's nice to be back great, yeah, congrats, thank you, thank fantastic. you very much. Yep. We missed you we well, didn't... I was. Missed you guys, and you
4: were in Bigfoot's like home turf. No, I was. I was. Uh,
3: I didn't have time to go looking for him. But uh, you I know where s- you should have checked. I sent out a few psychic messages. <laughs> services. <laughs> is- I was going to say the Gerard Gillette. Gerard, yeah, right, totally.
4: <laughs> okay, guys. Well, Bryce, uh, we know we only have you for a limited time today. I feel like all of our listeners are now concerned that you're never going to be on the show again, including me. But here we <clears throat> go. Don't say that, uh, guys. We have some. BCC
3: News. BCC News.
4: Okay, so uh, this is a story, Bryce, you sent, you texted to Riley and I earlier this month. Speaking of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Fox News, my only source for facts. Good, good. Um, so, an uh, eerie video went online showing a strange creature stalking what looks like a moose. I'm going to pass my oh, phone yeah, that's over right. to uh, uh, Maggie so she can I watch this.
3: Yeah, it was creepy. Okay, check this out. Pass it see. over to Maggie. All right, cool. Oh, did I just hit your power button? I do this yeah. all the time. Well, that's okay. What and then Come yeah. on, Dad. All right, sorry. <laughs> This is handling this, a phone, we were making, where's the flash? We were making the
4: joke earlier that this is like when your teachers in elementary school would set up uh, a VCR in the classroom, okay. you know, because I was there in the 80s. Um, there you go. So if you take a look at this, uh, okay. the story is...
1: Should I press play? Yeah.
4: Yeah, press play and check this out. This is a... Um,
1: what?
3: Press play and then open your mind. Hold
1: up.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this was a, uh, a family was in Quebec... And they captured they were filming a moose on their uh, video camera on the phone. and then when they when the father got back and checked the uh, the footage later, he noticed what looks like a strange pale creature with long legs stalking the moose mm-hmm. in the <gasps> background.
3: Yeah, oh, she's seen it. looks a lot like wait Gollum. wait
1: wait I have to I have to yeah, watch this it again. again I didn't hear anything you just said okay, by the just way, just <laughs> way. I'm completely good.
3: Thinking. you are focused.
1: How can you on not the
3: paranormal? Be? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's
1: a weird
4: video, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange, right?
1: This, yeah.
4: So what do you? So, so basically, they were on, uh, you know, driving along. See this moose. Right. Take it. Take a film of it. And then, uh, yeah, this Sorry. little, this uh, strange golem-like creature seems totally. to yeah, appear golem, from the yeah. tree line. Um, now, the story got picked up by The Sun. All the reputable newspapers just went around. Yeah. And uh, skeptics... Well, well, I will say that people think it looks like Gollum. Obviously, I don't think it's Gollum. But there is also a, a, a figure from Creepypasta known as the Rake, which is like yeah. a vicious, uh, pale, long-legged monster that supposedly feeds on people and animals. That's what it looked like. But I think that that, that creature is really... Um,
1: this, he, this, he wants, this, uh, I'm a little blown away right now. Okay. But this, this monster or whatever this thing is, is, it looks very hungry. Yeah. For sure. Looks like it's, sorry. No, I, no, this no. Is Yeah. Describe abs- it, please. Is, In real time, this well, is what we want. it's kind of, it's hard to tell um, because the trees are, they, they're like birch or something. So they have this sort of white, hang on. Is that the arm? These look like arms and legs.
3: Yeah, it's creepy.
1: And a white face. And and it looks like it's kind of um, like stalking, like about to pounce. That's what it looks like. Yes, and there's another. I can't stop watching. I'm sorry. Um,
4: mysterious creature uh, of folklore that stalks the wilds of Canada, known as the wendigo. Yeah, which is right. sort of like a a more powerful evil Sasquatch. that sort of has like shamanistic and mm-hmm. spiritual and ghost abilities. So some people are saying it's that. Uh, now, I have a theory, I have a skeptic theory that I think oh, destroys this mm-hmm. video completely. Mm-hmm. Shh, mm-hmm. Save it for your
3: other skeptic podcast. <laughs> 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 you do both. You have this one and then a skeptic one.
4: Yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> uh, I, I,
1: I, I want to hear. No, I want to hear.
4: I think it's a smudge on the windshield. I think it's a, there's a smudge on the windshield. If you watch the video again and you look closely... No way. The creature, hmm. in quotes... Tracks with the movement, the wobbly movement of the uh, here pass that over back, I'll show it to you again. Pat uh moves along with the jibbly jabbly jobbly motions of the camera. And there is also a reflection here on the dash. It is the exact same color that it sort of stays in parallel with the entire mm. time. Watch it again, and I think once you see it, you can't unsee it. I just want to say I think how it's like a you? smudgy bird poop kind of smudgy or or grease spot on the windshield, not grease, but you know
3: just like dirt dead yeah. bug dead bug play it, watch know. it, okay, hold on, replay.
4: Cause then you also see that it, it's not going in oh, between the now, trees; it's superimposing on, on the trees.
3: Okay, Daddy's got the phone. Oh, you just ruined <laughs> it again. Oh my I'm on to another video. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch my Fox News. Just... <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Um.
4: So I I, I think that it's and and other people. Have gone, yeah, that looks like a... I'm passing it through Riley this time. Yeah, better choice. Say that uh, it, it's got to be... I don't want to know the truth. A smudge on the windshield. I'm not interested I do- in your I don't believe- <laughs> skeptical theories. Well, when you sent it originally, I was like, I don't buy it. Yeah. At first, I thought it was like a little bit of CGI. And right. now I'm like, I think it's just a smudge on the windshield.
1: Well, I was going to say or a it's CGI, but... Oh,
3: no, man. Yeah, there's some counter movement. Yeah, counter movement, Mike. I'm seeing counters. <laughs> the creature is building counters. Yeah. <laughs> Window smudges he's, don't counter, he's bro. He's trying
4: to make a nice little moose burger
3: chain.
1: Let's see here. Yeah.
3: Well, I think they captured a Wendigo. I think so, too. And for the record, <laughs> I was the one who texted that originally. Yeah, oh, I thought oh yeah, it was,
4: right. It was from you? I thought it was from Bryce. Right. It was from
3: me when yeah. I was on tour. You guys blend That's together. right. That's Sometimes right. I call you it out, you and, about and you sent us that, <laughs> which you just call it out from a yeah, mountain. I will start saying Briley, <laughs> Briley. I'll be you like, want well, to the team. <laughs> I'm not sure
4: Briley, Nick Briley. Cool.
1: I think it's real,
3: yeah. All right, well, real or smudge, you yep. decide. You oh, yeah. decide. <laughs> so
4: uh, we'll put that link up in the show notes, okay, everybody. Now it's time, uh, for the section of the show we like to call personal paranormal history mm-hmm. Maggie Ooh. this is all about you now you're our guest we want to get into uh, what strange things you might have encountered in your lifetime
1: I feel like I I'm from Louisville Kentucky and we have a lot of stories uh, I mean I think every city does but like so I feel like I have so many and we only have like a little time for this. Podcast. There's go
4: get into it. I we'll know take there's all the a ghost in need. my
1: house in Kentucky.
4: Okay, start, we'll there. start there. No
1: yeah. question.
4: Okay, still but, the family house.
1: Still the family house. My mom is still there, but ghost was not discovered. Like we had lived in the house for years, and ghosts didn't appear. Or, or I, I'm just going to call it ghosts But um I think we'd probably been there like four or five years, and I moved to the upstairs. So we had this um, how like there was a there was an attic space that we sort of turned into a bedroom space. And left some of the attic, but, like, so there was already some creepy vibes with the upstairs. Sure. Yeah. And and after um, I moved into that room, which was several years after living there, I'm probably eight or nine at this point, um, there was a night where I very clearly heard, like, just perfect footsteps going across. So there were these, uh, we had these, like, old hardwood floors, and they were covered in carpet, but... They still, there was a cracking sound anytime anybody walked across. Right. Like a very distinct, you knew when somebody was walking across that that floor. Right. Um, this happened one night, woke me up repeatedly, and I got very scared. And I ran downstairs and I told my mom and my dad about it. And they were like, we were wondering what you were doing oh, man. upstairs uh, in the middle of the night. And so shook it off. Maybe it was a dream, maybe, you know, whatever. And so everybody was just like... Uh, yeah, I know. Wow. I, and oh, then it continued. Cool no, it continued and for years. But it never frightened me again that way. Like I always felt right. this like like I don't know if I don't, I don't, not that it was comforting, but it was like, okay, all right, we can all exist here. Like, mm. even as a kid, I remember being like, I'm just going to have a conversation with this weird being that's wow. in my room right now. Because it was so, you could feel, I, you can feel it. And Did you
3: have a conversation I it? did. What did you talk to it I about? I used to
1: tell the ghosts, like, it's all good. We can, like, be here. I've awesome. done this. I we still do co-habitate. it when I go to Kentucky. Yeah. Whoa. Like, if I hear this sound, like, it's always like, no, we can be in this space together. This is like the
4: Weasleys. The Weasleys in uh, Harry Potter had the ghoul that lived in the attic.
1: Yes exactly Mm. that's sort of what i i feel like it was like uh, we invaded a space and that and this this being or entity whatever was like letting us know like hey i was here first that's just the way my little seven eight year old self kind of like registered are you the bravest
4: person in the world i'm telling you but like it
1: never disturbed uh, like it was never really frightening other than the sound so like so that that was the first thing and then years later we had like friends staying in the house and that that those footsteps like freaked that person out so much they called and they're like we cannot stay here anymore Really? Right. yeah i'd moved to la my uncle was staying in the house and he called us one night and was like we can't what like i what the hell is going on like what is going on in the attic and why didn't you warn me about this? they took the
3: different approach they're like we cannot cohabitate <laughs> yes <laughs> demonly apparition yeah.
1: yeah and i swear like the, it still happens and it now i, I hear it because i stay in that room when i go back home yeah and i just giggle because it's wow. like all this time. Like, and I know you're here. I know I sound crazy. I'm having a no like,
3: panic you know. attack right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to go set I up some uh, microphone equipment up there. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe get some EVP or something. I, I, Let I, me ask you this. Yeah. Might it be a raccoon hanging nope,
1: out upstairs? No, definitely. I guess, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, it's totally possible. But it's, okay, the way the room was designed, my bed... It, it, it wasn't in the attic. It was like the foot of my bed to the <gasps> stairs. It was oh, in the in room. in the room? It was not in the attic. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> are you
4: okay? <laughs> did you ever see
1: any forms? There was one night when I was, yeah, I, I did see something and oh. I couldn't tell. So, there was, uh, I'm, I don't know if I was a dream. It only happened once. But I woke up. And I saw um, what looked like, or uh, like a glowy kind of thing, sitting on the edge of my bed. Oh man! Just like sitting there, and it so kind so human of, form. Human form kind of looked like my dad. So I was like, "Oh, like dad!" Like it kind of startled me at Radioactive first. Radioactive like dad. Radioactive dad. Is that Why you? Are you?
3: Glowing dad.
1: And then, like a split second, this is the way my little brain registered and how I remember it. But uh, a second later, as if it just like reappeared on the steps, like disappeared and then reappeared on mm. the steps, I looked up and the way that I could see the stairs, it was like, you know, you could see a head pop up basically just from like the, yeah. Mm, like and on so, the landing On the landing, yeah. And so there was a landing and I saw this figure kind of turn, like it was looking at me. Oh man. And then it turned and just went back down the stairs. God. Wow. And the same, I get like chills just like thinking about it because, and that's the only time I ever saw anything like... Yeah, and it could have just been a dream, you guys, but no. I but it really freak yeah, that wasn't. really. Yeah, it, <laughs> it could have been a smudge, just it might have been a, been a smudge, no, but yeah, they've I mean, it's been in my own. We've whole, heard in a my few family.
3: stories where the whatever the entity or whatever you want to call it is always on the foot of the bed or something like that, or like right next to the person, yeah, sharing that same space. It's so creepy, yeah. I loved how you used the word how my brain registered it because. You know, God, doing this podcast for so long is you're starting to. I'm starting to think it's like you know, each person using your words registers these things through their own kind of receivership. Sure. You know, and and everybody. Ex, you know, oh, you. Know, I thought that sounded something, uh, but it was like, uh, yeah, how we how we interpret things and how sure. we receive them, and and, very and what part
1: of our brain reacts to it, stores it. Like it's it's so interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: that's wild.
1: I am. I, I swear, this like. I mean, this has been a story in my family for so long now that we have just got, we are like used to it.
4: What's the activity that your mom experiences now? Has she ever seen any figures in the house?
1: I don't think so. I don't think, I think that's why I kind of, I thought maybe it was some other thing, as I said, like Mm registered a dream or something, because no one else. Ever saw, well, anything but you like you
4: spoke that. to it. You clearly were welcoming to it. That it maybe you just uh, you know yeah. saw it one night <laughs> yes. while it was watching you sleep like a weirdo. Creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um,
1: oh, there was one detail I left out. I cannot be- I can't believe I left this detail out. That um, I just remembered uh, Bambi. I know this sounds really weird, but there was there was like a, a book that I remember again seeing registering that this figure had. And it was Bambi, because wow. like
4: a little golden book. A
1: little golden book of Bambi, yes. Holding is, the book, like the book was a part of the figure, yes. As Ooh. if like the thing was, I'm yeah. It's a crazy detail. I know, I know. This is why I assumed it was a dream. Did mm. you because, have like, that? That's book? Just a heart? No, I don't even know.
4: I wonder <laughs> if it was like a um, a dead, like parent, like mm. a father from a previous, you know, from the previous family. That yeah. was just lingering in that house, and you were a little girl. Perhaps he had a daughter, and you know, he would sit on that bed and read her stories. So, I would be really interested to find out. Maybe you can do this in your spare time and then report back to me. <laughs> find out if you guys can find out who lived, what, fi- what the house's history is, who lived in that house before you.
1: I think it was one woman.
3: One woman, okay. yeah,
1: like to so live there? Because I think the house was built in like 1955. Did, we okay. in. Well, did
3: the entity have a gender, or did that you? I felt. I like just assumed it was a man, right? You, <laughs> you. Did, well, the,
1: the because so of this typical. like visual thing that I can attach to it yeah. now, but like I always felt like it was, it was a kid. Mm. I, I kind of always felt like maybe. I feel like it, it. if if I had to just go with the feeling, it felt like a boy who, like, wanted to maybe play or something. Wow. Which wow. is crazy. Oh, I'm going to sound nuts no no, 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 no. Not,
3: Not at on all. This but like, <laughs> yeah, well, no. Leave that to us.
1: Years later, um, I was living in Los Feliz, and um, I have this giant... Mastiff dog um that I now share with um an ex his name is Frank the dog and um but yeah so it was, um and I had a crazy experience one night where I was on the phone I was by myself and it's like this house already I was new in the house like I, I was I don't even think I was fully moved in yet and it was sort of at the edge of one of those streets. It was a cul-de-sac that that went into the hills. Like, trails went into the hills. And it was really quiet. And I just wasn't you Like, I I was still getting used to that. The sounds of the coyotes and everything. And one night, um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine. And my dog started barking. Frank started barking. But it wasn't like a, like a protective, vicious bark. It was more like a friendly, like... But he wouldn't stop. So I, I kept saying, like, oh, Frank, it's fine. Frank, whatever. And I... I went to the top of the stairs, and as I looked down the stairs, there, um, there was like a shadow cast on, on the landing uh, on, on the bottom floor that had like, that was the outline of like a head and shoulders. Shadow mm. person. Like a shadow yeah. person. And, and I froze. I was on the phone with my friend, and I, I remember I said, um, I can't move right now. So I need you to make a phone call for me mm. because Frank is barking and I'm seeing, you know, your house, you know, you know how a light casts a shadow and you know when things, this was not supposed to be there. Does right. that, you know what I mean? And yeah, you, sure. it even
4: looked like there could have been someone just standing off to the side and the light and was, the light sort was of, casting the shadow down across. That's the, what I assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you are like, say someone is least. in the house.
1: Someone's in the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. what I thought. Damn. So, and I had, um, I, so I went back up to my room and I said, will you please call my alarm company for me. I don't know if I'm crazy or what because my other dog wasn't barking. Like it just felt like if someone was in the house, they'd both be going nuts. It's
4: air on the side of someone's in the house.
1: Someone's in the <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. I should have probably just called the police, but <laughs> and I was I so sw- and I was whispering because I was like, I don't want this thing to hear me or a person right. to hear me. So I locked the door into the in the room and she made a phone call and they showed up a little while later and like everything was fine. Nothing had been touched. All the doors were still locked all the windows were still locked um and i was like okay i have to uh, just assume my i my eyes and mind were playing tricks on me and everything's okay well about a week later um i if i can find the video on this i'm gonna send it to you um frank again was kind of pacing around the house and it looked like he was following something like a b- bouncy ball or something wow. and frank oh, is man. like <clears throat> He doesn't really like – he's he's just a very shy, nervous, he's a rescue, like whatever. He doesn't play that often and he doesn't, you know – <clears throat> and Sounds so like
4: he, a really fun dog he's a blast <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's
1: the best
3: oh.
1: um but you know he's a big massive, so he's very lazy so to see him kind of pacing and playing and he kind of had this like jovial like his legs were kind of pawing at something or yeah. whatever he
3: was interacting with something but
1: he, he seemed like he was interacting with something and so i actually called like a medium person after all of this because i said you know and she did like a remote saying she didn't come to the house or whatever but yeah and she was telling me that um (laughs) that he has an entity that like travels with him
4: yeah i was actually gonna suggest that and
1: and it's she called him a battle buddy she didn't know if it was a dog or human you know they don't she didn't know the form but she said oh no there's definitely another like energy around and it's friendly but it's a trickster Oh, and no. so, so like playing tricks and f- trying to scare me, or trying to scare James, or trying, you know, she said you might have like weird stuff like that happening because this, is this little battle bu- buddy is like a.
4: I have my my old upstairs oh. neighbor in my apartment. She was she's a, a medium and works with animals and spirits. So I mean, part of me is like, I wonder if this is my neighbor. <laughs>
1: Maybe uh, we'll find out. But yeah. anyway, yeah, and so and I swear, then it made me think because that's what I always thought the ghost was in kentucky was like a little boy who like oh, wanted to play right. and so i was like did this ghost like follow me to la and like maybe anyway, or, mind, but. or
4: two separate, separate spirits and you just happen to be tuned <laughs> into the right frequency mm-hmm. to pick up on this stuff you
1: guys i don't, yeah like you know it's mean? so weird and untouchable you know like whatever but like i'm telling you this was he the I saw something that night. I know for sure in the house, and like that shadow, and and that shadow was never there again. And then I and I know for sure that he was he, his eyes were following something around. The Does house.
4: he still do it?
1: Um, not as much. I don't know because he's he's with his dad most of the mm, time. Right. We're in the Modern Family, but um. Um, but I, in times that I've had him over the last couple of years, um, that trickster thing has come to mind because weird shit would happen with him where like, uh, you know, I would set his collar and leash down in a certain place. I set it in the same kind of bowl area, like all the time. And then like his collar would be missing. And then it would be like, I would search all these different places, and then it would be in one of the places I searched, like as a joke. Like yeah. someone was watching me and like laughing at yeah. me. Whoa. And so, yeah. And then it happened to, um, uh, one of uh, he, he has a, a dog walker, so once when I was working, I... I got three panicked phone calls from the dog walker. <laughs> was really? like, I can't find Frank Scholar, and I was like, check here, check here, check here, and
4: also check in the glowing vortex <laughs> in the back. <background. laughs> right. right. I mean, and there's a
3: little like- portal in the corner, but I didn't look <laughs> in there. <laughs> Check but the like, portal. Both
1: also, your
4: plates d- are floating around in <laughs> yeah. air in your kitchen, and the chairs are all balanced on top of one another. You guys, it sounds so screaming. nuts. I
1: sound so nuts, but I love being able to talk about this stuff
3: because it's no, like, listen, um, Your things front things doors happened. turn into a human <laughs> mouth. I think it's more common than, than you'd like to think. It's, right. It's so interesting. You know, a lot of our guests who, uh, you know most of the time they have had an experience or something that they can't explain, even when they're not really kind of like, um, you know, they're not like into all this stuff, but still they, you know, they've had experiences and I think it happens to more people than, than people Mm -hmm. like to admit, you know,
4: my aunt and uncle lived in a house in Templeton, California that, uh, it had some weird energy in there. Totally a weird trickster spirit. Shit would be would disappear, and they would find it in the most random places all the time. Mm. It was a weird. So I, I mean, hear that story yeah. a lot. I feel it's like a, it's a common thing. Yeah. it's a common thing. I mean, yeah. for being an uncommon thing, yeah. it's it's a common trope. In the sort of like ghost and spooky, spooky uh, entity. See category. for me, that's
3: when the for sale sign ends up out in the front <laughs> lawn. It's like I'm fucking out of here. I don't need that in my life.
4: I dude. just see. I just picture <laughs> you marching outside with a lawn chair, just sitting. Across. It's like I'm not coming back in until that thing's out. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're gonna have this week's tale of high strangeness. Cool.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?
4: and we're back with the completely insane maggie lawson
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm like, oh my god i'm telling these stories uh,
4: no this is uh, what we do on this show you're in a safe place okay so <laughs> oh we, you know what we didn't do and we should kick it off right now we forgot to play um <gasps> Bullshit or believe it. Now, uh, Maggie, yeah. this is a rapid fire okay. game mm-hmm. uh, where I'm going to list stuff one by one, mm-hmm. and you're going to say whether you think it's bullshit mm-hmm. or you believe it. Okay. Now, it's rapid fire. Okay. One And then if there's anything you want to circle back to, we can.
1: I love this. Okay? But yeah. no qualifiers.
4: You no qualifiers. Got no, I got, got, other it. Other I got it, it. I got, I got, we'll it, go I got it. I got, got right, it. We'll go back. She knows what's up. All right. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Set. Ghosts believe it ufos believe it bigfoot bullshit angels believe it gnomes
1: <laughs> bullshit
4: JFK assassination conspiracies bullshit fairies bullshit unicorns
1: <laughs> believe it kidding bullshit
4: loch ness monster
1: bully Beli- bullshit
4: alien greys
1: oh believe it
4: parallel universes believe it Reptilians disguising themselves as humans.
1: <laughs> bullshit.
4: <laughs> Mermaids.
1: <laughs> bullshit. Heaven. Uh, believe it. Hell. Bullshit.
4: Dragons.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, bullshit.
4: Yeti. Some of these are softballs. Yeti. Bullshit. Elves. Bullshit. ESP. Uh, believe it. Uh, uh, El Chupacabra.
1: <laughs> believe it. Demons. <laughs> believe it.
4: Atlantis. I <laughs> believe it Life on other planets
1: I <laughs> believe it
4: World peace
1: Oh I want to believe it
4: Great <laughs> Well done Wait I gotta go back real quick Wait what did I <laughs> So you don't believe in hell But you do believe in demons
1: Um, Yes I believe in Uh, uh I think That there can be mm, How do I say this Like Entities that can trigger very negative experiences
4: malevolent spirits
1: yes for Got people it. but i don't uh, it's very hard for me to believe i believe in an afterlife um so i'm calling that like heaven that is like a heaven versus like a uh hell that that's like an option
4: right. Um, right 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 does that make sense yeah it does make that's yeah. kind of where i tend to fall on things. yeah okay so <laughs> for this week this week's tale of high strangeness, I bring you the tale of Momo, mm. the Missouri monster. Now, this is not to be confused with a weird sort of Reddit, internet, creepypasta thing that's happening in the past like year called Momo. Which is like sort of like all the I don't know if it's real or not, but it's a it's a creepy pasta tale being passed around mm. of a um, someone took a photo of this weird sculpture in an art exhibit in Japan that's like a harpy and it kind of looks like a Pixar monster. And then someone, there's been, like, stories being passed around that if you call a certain number on WhatsApp, Momo, this monster, will start telling you to do weird things and then it'll ultimately encourage you to commit suicide. Oh, my God. But no one knows if this oh is, like, a real God. thing or not. I'll test it out. Yeah, great. Get, <laughs> we're, we'll go call that number. I'm going to figure it out. You'll we'll report back to us what? next week. Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of those, like, urban legends being passed around sure. right now. Mm-hmm. Um on online. But we're going with the OG Momo, which is short for Missouri Monster. Cool. On July 11th, 1972, in Louisiana, Missouri, 15-year-old Doris Harrison was watching her her 8- and 5-year-old brothers Terry Keith and Wally Paul while her father Edgar was at his job at the Public Works, and her mother Betty was down at the cafe in town. Working there, I should have said, but... They ran a cafe, and then it went out of business because um, Betty didn't know how to be a working mother. It's oh, true. Oh, bummer. I, I got that in the... <laughs> not shaming Bummer her. detail. I promise. Wow. I'm not
3: <laughs> wow. This was in... That was in That's going to take a different chord. That'll a take a different right chord, Riley. That was, <laughs> that was in the St. Louis
4: Dispatch <laughs> story from 1972. She said, that's when I used to work at the cafe, but, you know, it became too difficult. What with all the children? Right. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so she was down working at the cafe. Uh-huh. Now, Terry Keith and Wally Paul were playing in their home, in the, at the home at the bottom of Marzoff Hill in the front yard when they came running into the house, screaming. Doris would later tell the uh, St. Louis Dispatch that Terry Keith's face was so white that you could no longer see his red freckles. Apparently now, the boys had seen some type of large creature in the tree line. Despite Terry Keith looking like a ghost, Doris figured that the boys were just teasing, so she scolded them and told them to go, you know, play inside. But a few minutes later, when Doris looks out the window, she, was, she saw something that would scare her to death. Lumbering out of the trees and into the backyard came a giant, furry cryptid walking on two legs. Said to be seven to eight feet tall, With matted fur covering its face and body. The monster was drenched in blood and seemingly carrying fresh kill, some type of animal under its arm. Weird. During a recent interview, the adult Doris told the show Monsters and Mysteries in America, I have never seen the Lord Jesus Christ. But I have seen Momo. The devil. (gasps) Momo. Doris phoned her mother at the cafe, and Betty got a hold of uh, of Doris's father Edgar, and the two of them came home to check on their frightened children. Momo, however, was nowhere to be seen. Doris's dad, a Pentecostal deacon, and her boyfriend Richard Bliss, who she would later go on to marry. Mm. Uh, they grabbed their guns, and they went out into the surrounding area and the hillside to search for the creature. <laughs> they found the grass and brush were matted, where the kids said that they saw the beast. Something heavy had been lurking around the property. They even found large footprints. And an incredible stench lingered in the air. Dude, this guy is ripping off Bigfoot. Yeah. But no sign of Momo. That night, Doris's dad held their weekly prayer meeting in the backyard. As he strummed on his guitar, hmm. and read from his Bible, I don't know if he did two, both of those things at the same time, but would be impressed if he yeah. did. I'm sure one of the women was holding the Bible in front of him. So Maybe he, he was memorized.
3: Timothy 1-2, my favorite
0: passage.
4: Timothy. <laughs> Timothy isn't one the book two. Of the, Is there a book of the Bible called <laughs> Timothy? I, I think
3: so, right? <laughs> I don't think Okay, is. Leviticus. Oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so now We will now turn to Steve 12 <laughs> First and second Timothy, isn't there? What a there probably is That's Matthew, the, the Mark, Luke, John. Right. Yeah, X, Matthew, Rose, Mark, Luke, John. First
4: Corinthians, Second Corinthians. Corinthians. Timmy, John. Louis, Huey, <laughs> Dewey, ah. Uncle Scrooge.
3: Oh, for God's sakes! I used to have to memorize the books of the Bible. I'm, if I say there's a Timothy, I'm pretty sure there's a Timothy. <laughs> Unless there's not. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> well we'll stick with Leviticus then.
1: Just stick with Leviticus.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. oh man.
3: Makes you kinda want to know now, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're totally Googling it. Everyone
3: uh, turn to the <clears throat> passage of Bradley.
4: <laughs> Chad. That's all now. <laughs> Open to the book of Chad. Uh where was I? <laughs> I don't remember. We're uh, having a was prayer meeting. On, yeah, he was out in the backyard. All right. the oh, yeah, he deacon. was so, strumming, in and, strumming and, and, and reading a Bible. A Bible. At the same
3: reading time. Timothy 1 2 <laughs> from his Bible.
4: This story was put together
3: uh, <laughs> haphazardly. He's right. Uh, there's a Timothy. Thank you. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Is there really? Thank a, in, the a, in the New Testament? It's a sub-book in the New Testament. Jeez, I don't nice. think we learned this one. The second apostle of Paul to Timothy. All right. Okay. usually okay. oh. referred to simply as Second Timothy. Wow, second? good job. Timothy. thank Timothy. I knew you were a religious good Thank you, you. Weirdo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was Price real. Jesus.
4: Well, I guess we have Jesus egg on our face, don't we?
3: <laughs>
4: oh my God, that was really funny. All right, well. Maybe you could say help.
3: he was out in the backyard reading an uncommon book of the Bible. Right.
4: Okay. All right. So they're doing all that. Mm-hmm. When suddenly, a lar- Wait, do you have a little, uh, like, uh, amazing grace <laughs> you can play for us? Whoa. There you go. Nice. Playing on us. Almost said playing on his Bible. When suddenly a large howl came from the hillside, the monster was back. Family and friends jumped to their feet. Edgar said, It's coming off the hill! Wow. Whatever it was, was coming down the hillside uh, fast, and it sounded large and angry. The adults rounded up the kids, and Doris's family fled to Betty Betty's brother's house. It would be many days before they felt safe to return to their home on Marzoff Hill. When was this, Michael? 1972. Okay. July. In the following weeks, rumors of Louisiana Missouri's very own Bigfoot started to spread. The creature was agreed to be anywhere between uh, seven to twelve feet tall, with a hidden face, glowing eyes, and brought with it that unbearable stench. Yeah. It was also said that the monster's favorite dish. Oh, sorry, Maggie. Dog local dogs whoa, a really? number of them oh. were missing that summer. Now, here's a couple of fun uh sketches of the Momo. You might see here a illustration. Here's one kind of looks like uh he'd fit in oh. with the Adams oh, family, yeah. totally. <clears throat> and if you can see this one, he's got that big pumpkin shaped head, right? And, yeah. and big and big uh, uh, I mean, red eyes.
3: Everything you were describing in, in your story, you know reeked of bigfoot but those pictures are definitely not what the average no. Eyewitness no. He's said to have a, a
4: much bigger head and no neck um and uh i'll find some more uh examples mm. for you so um so basically in the weeks that follow uh, momo gets his name the missouri monster um and uh you know uh in popular culture, he's depicted as a Bigfoot-type creature with a pumpkin-shaped head, red eyes peering out from a tangled mess of hair covering his face. And uh, Sheriff Ward, the local sheriff, well, he rounded up a posse and went hunting on Marzoff Hill but found nothing. Newspapers picked up the story.
3: Any excuse to round up a posse. I know, right?
4: <laughs> and it's this is a sleepy little town. This is like 4,000 people. It's a, it's a small town. It's not big. Um, On the northeast border, I think, of Missouri. Uh, Newspapers picked up the story, went national, St. Louis, dispatch. uh, That's when that story was written. Monster hunters swooped in on on Louisiana, Missouri, and suddenly everyone wanted a piece of Momo. Now, cryptozoologist Hayden C. Hughes, the director of the Oklahoma City-based Sasquatch Investigations of (laughs) Mid-America, Uh, It was an offshoot of the International UFO Bureau that he founded in 1957. He investigated the case and had this to say about the story uh, in an interview years later. What impressed me was the willingness of people to talk to us. Normally, people are reluctant to talk about these things, said Hughes, 61. This was not just one person uh, spitting in a can saying, Yes, sir, I saw it right over there. These were good quality people who were enthusiastic about what was going on. And here's a photo of, uh, I like this guy. He looks Mm -hmm. like, uh, he reminds me of Rich Summer from from Mad Men. (gasps) Totally, doesn't (laughs) he look like Rich? Yes. And he just seems like a cool guy going in and uh, checking out, uh, checking out Monsters and he uh he'd actually been down there to speculate and figure out if momo was uh, uh connected to any ufo activity oh yeah he was probably one of i would guess and i'm i don't know this but i would guess Bryce, he's one of the earliest cryptozoologists to start linking bigfoot and ufo Good sightings um and i don't know too much about this guy this is the first i'd really heard of him he passed away i believe in uh to like just in the past year or two but i want to do some more research on him because he sounds really cool so other sightings that occurred during this period uh two teachers in a classroom full of children saw what they claimed to be momo standing outside the window in the schoolyard and mm. And we're so there were about twenty to twenty-two witnesses in total between the kids and the and the teachers. Um, a lot of people were finding a lot of broken tree, big heavy broken tree branches. Hearing that howl, smelling that stench. Um, supposedly, Momo tipped over a sports car and knocked it into a ditch. Wow! Uh, people spotted Momo crossing the highway carrying a dead dog or sheep in its arms. Yeah. Uh, A man uh, uh, by the name of, I believe, Dave Ellis encountered Momo one night sitting out on his porch when his dogs went crazy. The dogs are okay. He said that he spotted the creature uh, in his flashlight standing in the road near his house, sniffing out the yard as if he was uh, getting a sense of the dogs. And and the man was like, I got to get my animals inside. He, He retreated into the house. One of my favorite anecdotes of the anecdotes of story is Mayor Tom Wallace took a troop of Boy Scouts. Up on Marsov Hill as well to go kill the monster. He boys. Armed them with <laughs> wow. axes, that's great, and baseball bats and <laughs> shotguns. And then he was like, "Let's go get him. We're gonna go." He got this like a bunch of like badge. Boy Scouts. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna
3: get a new badge? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's called the Momo Badge. Yeah, now, it's, uh, get your tents.
4: It's like something out of Moonrise Kingdom. I feel oh, like yeah. all these kids going out to hunt a monster in the woods, <laughs> and you know, once again, I feel I, I feel like this is something I totally <laughs> a, would have gotten on board with. Inhaler, Bobby. Yeah, oh, I would have. I would have totally have gone in and, and done this. Um, but once again, the search turned up nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some locals speculated the monster might even have a long tail that wiped away tracks in its wake what? as it walked away. Now, <laughs> eventually, a another footprint was found in a garden, and a plaster cast was made. It produced a specimen that showed a deep heel, which indicates the weight of the monster. Mm-hmm and 3 toes instead of the typical 5. Now okay. if you remember back to uh, when we watched the legend of Boggy Creek for a Patreon yeah. um, episode. The tracks in Boggy Creek, the three monster in Boggy Creek was said to have 3 toes as well. And that yeah. was down in uh, was it Arkansas or Alabama? I think it's in Arkansas. I messed it up on this show. Um, I have a picture of the of the of the cast here uh, Bryce. You'll see it it looks almost more like it's very tiny if you want to pass it around sure. it almost looks like a dinosaur print i mean it it's almost more reptilian than 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 yeah. primate to me it that you know if it's if it's real obviously but uh
3: we just assume that it is on this show
1: oh interesting
3: right isn't that uh, dog marish too you know what i mean um bird like yeah a, like, a bit
1: a, um yeah interesting. a bit
3: bird
4: like here uh I, check it out, Riley. <laughs> just nods. <laughs> Hell, <nuts>. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, so interesting. Um, Hughes, uh, you know, again, uh, said said this about the case, and this will wrap it up. These people didn't want to sell something; they didn't want publicity; they just wanted to share their stories. I never got any inkling that there was a hoax. The Momo scare lasted only two weeks, but it triggered a media frenzy television and newspaper journalists from across the nation descended on the small town. Mm. I did close to 75 television and newspaper interviews. They flew me to Chicago to do some television there. There were people around us shooting documentaries. We haven't had a case that well documented documented since. We researched Bigfoot sightings in eight states, mainly to see if there was any connection with UFO sightings, he said. With Momo, we found there was no correlation whatsoever with UFOs. Mm. Uh, and Hughes said that the investigation suggested that there are families of nocturnal Bigfoot creatures that continuously migrate across the nation, from the Pacific Northwest to the Southeast. He said the path begins around Oregon and Washington State, it crosses Oklahoma the first week of September, and then finishes in Florida. Weird. So wow. it could have been um, that was crypto's uh, from Crypto uh, Zoology News, uh, but that could have. It could be that some of these creatures that we're seeing in the Midwest, like Momo, who are just appear for a little while, or the the Boggy Creek monster, they might be on some sort of migration path um, from one area of the country to
3: another. Sure. Interesting.
4: Maybe that's why we get them as far down as the bayou and the swamps in Florida mm-hmm. with uh, creatures like Skunk Ape. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, another quick break. When we come back, we're going to ask Maggie Lawson, what the <laughs> hell was that? Mm. <laughs> Maggie, we ask all of our guests after we hear these stories, what
3: the hell was what that? What the hell was that?
1: Don't know, guys.
3: <laughs> that leaves four of
1: us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah?
4: I don't know. What do you think? Do you, is this uh kids seeing stuff in the woods? Is this uh people uh getting a little excited over nothing? Um,
1: um oh, and the story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like there might be a little something to it. I I don't know. I've, I'm kind of believe in these things a little bit, but I don't know.
3: Yeah.
4: Are you a? Uh, what do you know about Bigfoot? Are you like Nothing. a Sasquatch? No. Are you, are you open to the idea? You're an animal lover. Yes. Are you open to the idea of there being some sort of <laughs> undiscovered primate species? For sure roaming around great. a large wood ape
1: of course great. i am yeah, yeah yeah and i would love to rescue yeah
3: so. <laughs> right. right. um
1: yeah i feel i don't know i get a little like uh this story feels a little um campy campy is the right word yeah mm-hmm. yes like mm-hmm. that is perfect
3: it um, is strange
1: it, yeah and i'm i it just yeah
3: I don't know what, I don't know how <laughs> to wrap sense. my head around it either, because, you know, when you're describing in your story an eight foot hairy creature that has a stench, I mean, you immediately go to Bigfoot exactly. or a skunk ape, you know, which mm. people report, you know, all across the, the nation, especially in those kind of Midwestern to lower states. Um But then you get a few different characteristics that kind of like move it out of the mark, like the large pumpkin head or I mean, maybe it was a Bigfoot with a some sort of abnormality or or, uh, that's what I was thinking or or
4: maybe it's just hair was so matted and dreaded, you know, (laughs) that, you know. You've seen animals, you know. You've seen pictures of dogs and cats where their fur gets so they're so ill-treated that they it just mm-hmm. clumps up and becomes mm-hmm. really, really matted. And maybe he had something like that on the fur on his head was just so gross, you know. So yeah. Oh, so it appeared that it appeared to be like a pumpkin. Yeah, much mm-hmm. larger than it was. Especially if no one really got a good look at it. I'm just fascinated by. <clears throat> these cases where we just get these like, like in the Lake, the Lake worth monster where, uh, which was a goat man, like creature or a Sasquatch. We don't really know. It's sort of like, again, a Sasquatch with like a little bit of just different details to yeah. it that, um, that seem to appear for just a couple weeks time in a small town. And suddenly everyone in the small town is talking about it. Yep. And then it kind of just vanishes. Well, yeah. and the
3: three toed track too. I mean, this is what, this is what moves me out of the, uh, out of the side that of the community that rests, this is just an undiscovered type of unknown primate. You know, that's all it is. Um, you know, it eats and migrates and moves like a love, I love, that. I love like this a casual crypt as well. That's all it that's is. That's all yeah. it is. Don't be, it. don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. It's right. just a giant hairy it's monster. Not, it's not a monster that coming lives out in of the, the woods. Never seen before. Yeah. That's all it is, y'all. Yeah, but no, there's these... Uh, there's these little differences in these in, in, in a lot of these stories that, you know, that move this more for me into like the into the paranormal zone, not mm-hmm. just some, you know, um, some wood ape that we haven't yet found. Um, this to me, you know, reeks of uh, paranormality.
0: Mm.
3: It's very weird. Yeah.
4: Maggie, weird. you are someone who uh according to your story and this I'm still fascinated by that you were not scared by the ghosts living in your house.
1: <clears throat> I say I was the first night okay. but kind of after that point when i was like oh okay i'm just i'm used to this now it was almost one of those things where it's like i ha- I have to be like i had right. n- no yeah, yeah what are you gonna do yeah gonna, like, mom can we move my room yeah
4: i, I would have i'm i was such an anxious and scary kid about this stuff that i would have just never been able to sleep yeah like, i would I would've, I would've not i would have i would have not i would have had a psychological breakdown i really do think um if you were to encounter something like this or when you hear stories about this, does it, does this stuff freak you out? Does like the idea of like some large hairy monster lurking about, does that scare
1: you? Or is it? Yeah. I mean, it does. Yes. Because we don't know. I think it's just that, the unknown of, uh, yeah. And so we can't say yes and you can't say no, like that's possible. So, so the idea of seeing something that we've never seen before, encountering something we've never seen before and something that we can't, you know, Research or find or that is, of course, it's terrifying because then it just then your brain goes to, you know, all that we don't know. Right. And it kind of blows the door wide is, open. Exactly. That's yeah. what,
4: that's what I always freaks freaked to me about out about like ghosts and stuff like yes. this as a kid or aliens, especially it's like, well, if that's real, then what else is real? And what else, what else, what, uh, how little do we really understand of reality? And to, to me that was now I'm very excited by that idea, but it terrified me uh, as a kid. And, and when you listen uh, you know, I watched the, uh the uh what is it monsters and mysteries in america and doris harrison bliss as an adult looking back on this story she still seems genuinely terrified by what Mm -hmm. she saw in the yard that day Mm -hmm. she was very very scared that's why she was like she said it kind of ruined her life that after this she could never fully get away from the story Could never get away from the stigma of being an eyewitness to this creature um And her boyfriend, now husband, uh, he was also interviewed and he's like, yeah, we were all sitting there. We heard this thing. We heard the sound it made. We heard the large noise. And it was scary. Like they they talked about being really, really terrified from it. And I think I think maybe once after that initial encounter took place, you know, the town kind of took it and ran with it and got a little excited because, you know, it's a small town. And it's just kind of cool to be like, hey, did you hear? There's a monster around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and no, then... these
3: things take on a life of their own. After yeah, I too. mean, when you yeah. told me the, uh, you know, how many interviews they sent this guy on and like and, and news reports, I mean, that's that's a big pickup on the story. And I, I personally had never heard of the Momo, so this was yeah, a new one for me.
4: Neither. I had neither, and I grew up in Kansas City, which is you know I was right on the on the Kansas side, but you know, basically grew up with a foot in Missouri, and I had not heard this story either. But it seemed to be really popular. In the cryptozoological world mm. in the '70s, um, like there's more art of it from that time than you would. I think it had a little moment of popularity. That's cool. But it's just funny because the way it's depicted mostly looks like you remember that uh, orange furry monster from uh, the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, yeah It kind of looks yeah. like that in a lot right. of the popular culture totally. uh, takes on on it. But it's another weird, uh, another weird fun cryptid
3: yeah it's perfect for the podcast thanks for bringing it to light
1: yeah
4: yeah there you go all right well uh i want to thank our guest maggie lawson yay Yay. thank Um, you Maggie. now maggie you're gonna stay around for a little (laughs) bit longer and we're gonna have an extra chat that we're gonna post up on the uh patreon awesome Uh, yeah uh but before we go yeah um i wanted to thank you and i want to ask you have anything to plug coming up
1: oh my gosh that's so sweet um well you mentioned um lethal weapon and and what uh, do you play on that show I will be playing so they've add so they've brought on a new character. Sean Williams Scott is playing um uh, a new character. It's not mm-hmm. the Riggs character, mm-hmm. you know, there was a whole <clears throat> thing. But Hub-ub. um yeah. Anyway, so they brought him on and uh with uh Sean with his character Cole it comes a whole backstory and I'm playing his uh his ex girlfriend baby mama that he's Got sort it. of back to sort of repair things with Oh awesome. it's complicated
4: is it fun are you having a good time on i'm it?
1: having a blast That's and awesome. he's so sweet and uh yeah it's been it's been really fun so far oh it's good wild. the show's crazy like it's so the schedule's insane that like they're shooting several episodes at once it's nuts we had like A picture car got stolen from set this week. We had a stunt that, like, it was crazy. So it's nuts, just like the show.
4: Man, I I know you've been busy and we're very lucky to have you. So thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And that that premieres when? September 12th, I think? 25th. 25th, okay. Yeah. So ignore what I I said. Thanks. Yeah, you you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I looked it up online. (laughs) Uh, I saw it on
1: Fox
3: News. Um, (laughs) Riley, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can follow the studio at Space Camp Recorders and follow all the antics and hijinks of the studio outside of BCC.
4: And, also you know, known as the Clubhouse. Yes. It is. Hell point. yeah. That's true.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Bryce. Yeah. Hey, think? guys. Thanks for, you know, I've been uh, combing through some of the Instagram comments and the direct messages and also was uh, looking through some of your emails that you've been sending us. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for all the positive feedback. It really. Uh, you know, it's, uh, really kind of uplifted me to know that this is connecting with a few people in, uh, and uh, that they like our show, and that they like you know telling us stories of their own. I think that's a really cool aspect of what we do. So yeah, thank absolutely. you for that.
4: We're now hearing through the grapevine of people who we don't even know telling people that we do know to watch the show. Yeah, that is awesome. Please continue to spread the word. I'm you know uh, our audience is growing. You guys are doing such a great job of like spreading spreading the uh, podcast, and please continue to do so. We it, we it means so much to us. And yeah. and uh, like Bryce said, send in your own stories to Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. We we're due for another listener, listener file. We read them all, so we'll do they do, that do not soon. go missed. Yeah, yeah we uh, love reading yeah. your, your paranormal yeah, encounters. So, so please cool, keep sending them. Um, oh and also today is August 29th, Wednesday. Uh, the first issue of my new comic book series, Adventure Van, is in shops today. Go get it. Or on the comicsology app. Uh, you can get it on your tablet if your comic shop did not order it. So Go get that uh, or download it, please. It means so much to me. And there's going to be a lot. Honestly, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about on this show that has made its way into this comic book. Uh, so I think you'll appreciate it from, from uh, that perspective as well. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, until next week. We remain the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, Peace, love, UFOs.
3: Yeah, we'll take you out with this. Little boy ghost with a Bambi book. (laughs) Little boy ghost with a Bambi book.
1: Well, now I'm scared.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. See ya. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
2: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people.